Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for courageous leaders always yearning for more Jesus in your life. My name is Justin. I am your host, and I'm excited to be with you today as you have chosen to listen. I hope that you get some incredible value out of this episode. And this is actually a special episode that I got to record with a good friend and brother of mine, Brad Austin. He is the founder of Focus Loop. He's also the founder of the Becoming Undeniable podcast, and uh, we've been uh, friends for a while now. Uh, regularly in contact. In fact, every single day, uh, we're actually in a, a group where uh, we share reflections on uh, a Bible reading plan that we're going through together. Uh, and I just so enjoyed getting to know Brad and getting to build a friendship and a relationship with him over the years. Uh, we are almost as far as we can possibly be in the United States of America as far as living. Uh, he used to live closer to me and be a neighbor. Now he is um, in Florida, whereas I am in Washington State. And so the only way we get to be connected is through technology for the most part. Uh, granted, I'll be making a trip out that way before too long here to uh, get some of that Florida sun. That being said, this episode is for uh, those of you who have ever wondered, who have thought about the startings, the beginnings of podcasting. Uh, Brad came to me with a, an idea. He said, hey, I'd love to talk about this, and uh, I don't know what you think about that, but it'd be great to talk about it together. And I was very much so excited because when I first started podcasting, it seemed like everybody that I got input from uh, on the internet, because I didn't know anybody who podcasted, uh, was somebody who had been doing it for years and years and years, and they had all these followers and all of this uh, money to put into it, and that was that. And I was like, well, that is incredibly unrelatable for me, but I'm going to give it my best shot. So after a year of podcasting uh, in 2022... Uh, I feel like uh, I'm just learning every single day, learning new things. But it was a really great conversation I got to have with Brad about uh, the beginnings of podcasting and uh, what we would do differently in our respective podcasts and how we would do them differently in some different styles and just things to think about if you're considering podcasting. So uh, I am going to uh, hop out here and uh, uh, turn things over uh, to our pre-recorded episode uh, for uh, the Becoming Undeniable podcast. Now, if you would like to check out that podcast, I highly recommend it. Brad is a phenomenal interviewer. He brings on some great guests and has some absolutely amazing, amazing episodes with a ton of value. I highly suggest checking that out. I have linked his podcast in the description below. Definitely give it a clink, uh, a click, clink. Definitely give it a click. Uh, give it a listen uh, and uh, give it uh, a like and a review as well. I, I think that uh, you will find that uh, um, his a podcast is going to give you absolute undeniable value in your life uh, for today and the days to come. time and you know that's right if you are tuned in then you have made the conscious decision to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal professional and spiritual excellence now i hope you are pursuing excellence but if you're not making an impact with your life then you have come to the right place today welcome to this Hard look episode of Become Undeniable. 
I am your new favorite host, Brad Austin. Killing it on the mic, and as always, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts, while providing undeniable value to you every step of the way. So to pod or not to pod, that is the question that you might be asking yourself in this new year, right? But how do you go about making this decision? Well, that's what we are going to be outlining for you today, okay? We are going to be getting you into everything that needs to be considered before you finally hit record for that first time, because there is a lot that goes into it, all right? My special guest today is someone that gives you the most by way of the Holy Ghost, the In Your Face with Grace host of the Clay Podcast, Mr. Justin Blair. What's up, brother? How are you today? Hey, Brad. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Doing well, man. I'm excited for this show because I, I'm, I'm looking for it to be hopefully something of value to all those considering, you know, getting into podcasting because as I shared with you a few days ago, man, or last week, whenever it was, I was looking for guests in a couple of different places. And uh, I, I, before I consider chiming in and reaching out to those folks to say, yeah, sure, I think I'm a good fit as a guest or what have you, I go and listen to the show, which is what every person should be doing. Go listen to their show, see what it's about. And I started listening And I wish someone, I wish there would have been a fly on the wall with a camera because if they would have seen the look and the expression on my face as I was listening for those two and a half minutes that I will never get back, I, (laughs) I could not believe what I was hearing, bro. It was now look, someone can look at me and see that I'm 20, 25, 30 episodes in and say, you know, Brad, you're no expert in podcasting. You're right. I'm not an expert. Justin, I don't think you consider yourself to be an expert. But the truth is, I am a proud non-expert in everything because I'm always learning. I'm always evolving. I'm always looking to improve. And so it is possible to not be an expert and to have learned plenty to be able to share knowledge with other people. Right. But anyway, I was listening to that show, bro. And I shared it with you. We listened to it together on on a a call. We did. Yeah. And I could, I could not believe what I was hearing. Now I will be courteous and I will be nice and not share the name of the show because it looks like they, they have succumbed to the ever present pod fade as we call it, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but it's evident why they clearly did not do any research. They clearly did not do any preparation. They were just a couple of guys, a couple of buddies probably who decided to call the show something. I won't name it. And just to get on there and just, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And just just blab on spitting out useless dreck for their audience to to soak up. And 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 I don't know, man. I, I just couldn't ima- I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It's not that it was really it was a little vulgar, but that doesn't matter. It's like you can still be successful if you want to do it that way, if that's how you roll. But I don't know, bro. It was before we get into what to start to what to think about, what to start talking about, man, what, what were your thoughts on that episode and, and, and setting the foundation for this show? Yeah. You know, I, I just, I mean, I'll, I'll speak from a, the, the, the seat of a beginner as well. Just like, just like you mentioned, I think it's important to uh, carry this uh, attitude of always trying to become the most qualified person in the room, but never, never assuming that you are. 
Uh, so that I mean, it's just kind of uh, the to to your point about uh, you know being uh, a vegan or a, a new things and uh, just remembering that. Uh, I think you got to have a plan. I think you have to have a purpose, and that's something that I just I, I missed in in that particular uh, podcast. And uh, I'm not saying that I, I hit the mark every single time, but uh, when I started, it, it was there was months of thinking and planning and really deciding that it's something I wanted to commit to because that's uh, it, it's a to utilize uh, podcasting as a, a media outlet and to use it well, you've got to commit to it. And we've talked about that, and I'm sure we'll talk about that today as well. You really have to commit to what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you don't, your listeners will be able to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so your audience will be hampered by that. People don't want to give up their uh, their, their time. I mean, like you pointed out, two and a half minutes, that you're never going to get back. Uh, and, yes. and you're so excited about that two and a half minutes that you went ahead and shared it with me too. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and again, I'm not going to say you're either and, and, and beat up on anybody because part of the reason for this episode uh, that you wanted to do and the idea behind it is, well, there's a lot of people out there that are thinking about starting a podcast. There's a lot of people out there that kind of like the idea. You've, you've romanticized it to a point. Mm. Uh, you've, you've got kind of this, this draw to it. And so, uh, when Brad approached me with this, this idea, he's like, well, hey, would you want to talk about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that uh, I hope there's a number of people that hear this and go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start a podcast and that you do it uh, and that you take into uh, consideration some of the things that we share today because you're going to get some uh, you get some pointers for, hey, you know, this is what we did and this, this worked out and hey, this is how I started and I would, I would do that differently if I could go back. So I think there's going to be a ton of value add. Uh, if I may, if I may say so, I think the value add today will be undeniable. Hundred percent, I love it. Gold star for you, bro. Early on, um, so everything you just said leads into the first topic, man. This is if you don't do this, then you you shouldn't even venture into podcasting at all. All right, and you said you you have to have a plan. Absolutely, one hundred percent right. You you have to figure out your why. For starting a podcast, if it's just to hang out with a buddy and just jab for an hour every every week or two weeks or a couple hour t- times a week or whatever, I'm sorry, but that's not enough reason. Go do that at the bar, right? Go go do that at your house or whatever it is. Don't don't um, subject an audience that you most likely will never build right to that. So you have to do it with intention. You have to do it with purpose. I, I, Justin, you took a lot longer than I did, man. You took months. Remember, I, I remember you and I met at the coffee shop when I was still living in the area that you live in. And you just, you, you shared that with me. And this was, I mean, I don't know how many months it was before you were going to, you know, going to start six it. months before I published my first episode. Wow. Six months of contemplation, six months, I'm sure of prayer, six months of, uh, just planning and, and everything else. And so, the thing is, when you said that to me, I immediately, as a friend, said, do it, right? If you feel you're being led to do that, man, I said, do it. And I said it immediately with you because I knew you would establish a plan because you had a why, because you had a purpose, right, for mm-hmm. doing that. And so I did the same thing. It was not six months. I felt led to do it, you know, and, and I put it off for a couple, two or three weeks, but then I gave in and started doing my research right away. And that's the first thing I did. What does everybody else have to say about starting a show? What does, you know, look, I'm sorry to tell you this, but in my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, but 
I don't think there is such thing as an expert podcast host. I don't think there's such thing because it's so subjective to the audience. Uh, right. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, I'll, I'll use the example that you just uh, used as an example of a couple of guys hopping on, just jab, you know, jabbing with your buddies. If that's going to be your, your thing, then I mean, that could be successful in its own right. Just call it something that makes sense and, and, and do that consistently. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's part of our, uh, that's part of what the plan is, is so important. If that is the plan, then do that and stick to it. Don't, uh, no, we'll, we'll get into all that later, but yeah. Yeah, we are. And actually we're about to get into that. Don't, you said, actually you said in our pre-show, you said develop a business plan, treat it like a business, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Create it with the end in mind is what you said. Let's, let's talk about that, man. Let's peel some layers back on that. Elaborate on that a little bit, because clearly you did that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, and I don't think that for, for those of you listening, you don't need to take six months to, to publish your first episode. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I literally, I planned for me, uh, not only what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted the podcast to look, but I was also thinking about, okay, so if I start doing this, there really is no end date. There isn't a, it's not like a, a job where you quit your job and you move on to the next podcast. It's, it's something that you're, you're committed to. It becomes part of you. And that's how I wanted to treat it. And so that's why it was important to really consider uh, the whole planning aspect and developing that, that business plan for it. Uh, beginning with the end in mind, that's one of the seven habits of highly effective people. It comes from uh, a great book by uh, Stephen Covey. highly recommend that if you are trying to be successful at anything. I think those seven habits are, are key. Beginning with the end in mind, I had to think, okay, so what will it look like for me to stop podcasting? And under what context do I want that to be? Uh, ultimately, uh, there is there's no end to to it. I mean, unless technology changes and we do something different and we start, I don't know, telepathically communicating. I, I guess we could see a change to it, but I don't see really an end to podcasting. Right. Uh, in fact, I see a growing desire for more uh, more podcasts, and so there's going to be more saturation in the market, which means there's going to be more people that have similar ideas to what you want to talk about, potentially even the same. I have uh, found a few great podcasts that are very similar to my own, and, and mm-hmm. I wish them all the best, all the success, because I know that uh, the more success that they have, uh, the more likely that uh, my podcast of similar nature is going to be found by their audience as well, and vice versa. So uh, there's there's some excitement there. That being said, that's why it's very important to have a business plan. Otherwise, you will not stand out. You've got to plan and think about uh, what every episode is going to sound like, what the uh, framework is going to be how it's going to uh, be accomplished, what time frame you're looking at for publishing. If you have different types of episodes, uh, there are a number of podcasts that I, I love listening to where uh, they literally have an, ep- uh, an ep- episode uh, type that's called something else that differs from the regular weekly show. Or, uh, and I mean, actually, uh, we're doing it with uh, Become Undeniable uh, here with you, Brad, is the next level news that we do uh, with mm-hmm. uh, you, myself, and Bobby. That's a different type of a podcast that the yep. audience will know to look forward to and to expect on a regular occurring basis. And they've been getting that and they're going to continue getting that. But there's also your typical interview format uh, mm-hmm. where you bring on a guest and, and you talk about uh, them and, and uh, where really how they've, how they've provided uh, undeniable value. It's awesome. And so uh, that's part of your, your plan is having those, those different types. Uh, all of this is are things that you should consider uh, before you start recording and publishing. Uh, mm-hmm. You should have these things in, in mind and kind of be developing this plan. Now, you don't have to 
uh, think that this is you know set in stone. You can't deviate or change from it because you're going yeah. to change along the way. That's part of uh, the entrepreneurship aspect of podcasting. That's why I tell people, look, treat it like a business. Treat it like something that you really want to build. Otherwise, it's just going to come out looking like a hobby and you're going to have a hobby audience and you're never going to feel like you're uh, reaching people with the message that you want to reach them with uh, unless that's your plan. If your plan is just to treat it like a hobby, then perfect. Then just press record and talk and see what happens and uh, pretend like there's no results that you're actually looking for and you'll be fine. Yep. And everything you just said leads us into consistency, right? Don't treat it like a business, not a hobby. You don't, you don't open up a business and show up one, you know, one day a week, right? You got to show up every day. You got to open up every day, especially if you start having customers, you need to serve them, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I agree. So let's talk about consistency, man. Let's that's, I think that is, I think that is one of the biggest considerations that people need to take into take into consideration for lack of a better term before saying yes and and getting themselves set up because if you if you're going to if you're going to put out a show once every 2 months forget about it i mean you'll never build an audience anyway right mm-hmm. i think personally my personal opinion is is that um the least should the least amount of shows you should be putting out is one a week I think that is like the baseline minimum. If you can't do at least that, you should seriously consider whether or not you should be getting into this or not. If your yeah. goal is to build an audience, right? Absolutely. And provide yeah. value to an audience. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on the once a week, at least minimum? Oh, I, I, I totally agree. That's been uh, my goal with, with Clay is to provide at least one episode a week. Um, that also provides you uh, consistency for your listeners to probably by the time they find you, uh, to have more than one episode to listen to, which is important mm-hmm. to actually be able to yes. plug in and uh, honestly, in, in many ways, binge uh, your podcast. When you, I've, I've had a couple of listeners that uh, have uh, found Clay later in the year because I started uh, beginning of 2022. Now at the end of 2022, I set a goal to publish 100 episodes. Uh, I'm going to hit 70 right by the end of the year, mm-hmm. which I, 100 would be about two a week, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is which is a lot with my current schedule with everything else that I had going on. I, I personally set that goal because I knew that it would hold me accountable to at least have uh, content for once a week. Um, and I, I think that's important because what you're doing with publishing a podcast is you are integrating your, your life into the habits of other people. And so the yep. most consistent podcast listeners, they do it by habit. So they'll, they'll get to know your schedule, they get to know when you publish, they'll get to know when it's, uh, when it's available. If uh, they're listening to, and like myself, I listen to multiple podcasts, uh, then they're probably not as concerned about when you publish, but they're more concerned with the fact that you are, because you'll, you'll maintain that, that seat in their recently played podcast. They'll see, oh, there's a new episode, I, I want to you know, listen to this, they'll listen through. Uh, and, and you're not looking to be the only podcast that somebody listens to. You're looking to be one of the podcasts that somebody listens to on a regular yep. basis. Uh, that's how you gain an audience. That's how people talk about you. That's how people share your show. And so that's why consistency is so important. So I, I do. I absolutely agree. I think uh, once a week, once a week, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying, striving to go to two a week as soon as possible. Um, like, I mean, you, you're, you're busy, you're a father of two, you're married, you have a job, you have this, you got all these things going on. So the fact that you got 70 episodes out in a year, bro, 
That's that's pretty impressive, to be honest with you, especially since you are you've been and, and we'll get to this later, but you've been doing all solo shows. You have yes. not had a single guest on your show yet, which let's be honest, takes, in my opinion, a little more preparation to do. Right. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends on who you are. Um, right. But yeah, I, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about that. And we will types of shows later, like we talked about. But uh, yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been fun. And 70, like I'm not. I, I mean, I might. I gotta look at my schedule, and I might be just under that. But uh, again, like you got to set a goal. You got to build a plan. Uh, you've got to have an idea of what you're doing. Like I'm excited for 2023. My goals mm-hmm. are a little bit different. Uh, the podcast is going to shift a little bit. That's it's part of that that plan. There's uh, there's movement there. We're going to hone in in some specific areas. Um, what I've been able to do is gather a lot of data over the last year. And I know what episodes uh, resonate most with my current audience and what, what episodes get shared the most. I, I can see kind of uh, where, where that comes into play. Uh, that was part of my, my plan. Uh, that, that's six months of time before I published my first episode. I was doing lots of research during that time, deciding what equipment I did or did not need. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. I was deciding... Uh, how many episodes I wanted to to publish, how consistently, how regularly. I was deciding uh, what I wanted uh, each episode to kind of look and feel like, uh, how long I wanted to go before I invited guests onto the podcast itself. That has uh, shifted a couple of times. At first, it was going to be 20 episodes, and it was 50. And now, you know, I'm not really sure when. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying how I'm doing it now. Maybe it's just because I like to hear myself talk. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, wholly on that yet. Um, but part of it is just because I'm, I'm more agile that way. And uh, so I'm, we'll talk about that again later. All of these things were part of my, my plan as, as I, I planned this out and thought about what it was going to look like, how it was going to happen. I am the father of, of two kids. Uh, my daughter was born in, in May. So uh, we have a seven-month-old and I have a three-year-old. So uh, when do you think I get to record when I'm home? Because I also have right. a job and a, another business that uh, we're building as well. Well, that means I'm usually recording at... Uh, after 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, or sometime between three and five in the morning. That's usually when I'm recording. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta consider all of those things. Yeah. That's, um, that's crazy, man. That, that's uh, really quick. Something you alluded to a second ago um, that I want to tell the audience pro tip. All right. Pro tip. And I, I, I've seen many shows and it just, I note the psychological reaction that occurs in my mind when I see it, imagine what it happens to average Joe consumer, right? If you are going to record a show and everything else, make sure before you do your first publish, you know, before you put it out there, don't record one show and put episode one out there and that's it. All right. People are going to look at that if they see it and they're going to see one show and it, automatically has a negative trigger in the mind where it's like, this is not a serious show, right? So record 10, 15 episodes, whatever it is, and then publish them all. So that when someone goes to see your show, they see that it's a serious show. They see that it is not just episodes one and two. And even though you're just getting started, people are okay with that, right? They'll give your show a shot depending on this and that, which we're also going to get into. But don't just publish episode one or episode one and two, just, just 10 episodes, 15 episodes, whatever it is, just make it look legit. Right. So let's talk about 
the importance of coming up with a theme for your show. Again, this draws back on what we talked about a little while ago is the intentionality of making this decision, the intentionality of preparing, planning, all that stuff. I think this is absolutely one of the most important things that you have to do, right? So Justin, what are your thoughts on on creating a theme for your show? Yeah, I think it's significant. Uh, being that uh, as you're developing that, that business plan for your show, uh, you want everything to kind of be working towards a singular theme or singular goal uh, in, in your show. Why, you know, why do you want uh, anybody to listen to you in the first place? What, right. what is the point? What value are you adding? Uh, is it undeniable or not? Um, what are you actually, uh, what, what, what's the actual point? Uh, if you can establish that and you can umbrella that under a general theme, you're going to find yourself having ample contents and, and not running into that, that block where you're struggling with, uh, you know, what's, what's next? What do I, what do I talk about next? And you're also going to give yourself permission not to talk about everything in the first episode. Uh, that's, that's the, the, the reality. And this is going to be a big difference between the style of show if you have a, a show like uh, my uh, like Clay, uh, courageously leading, always yearning. So far, I've done every single episode by myself, and there have been many times where I've been tempted to just keep talking, just to oh, I gotta talk about this, I gotta talk about that, and I gotta mm-hmm. make sure I address that. Everybody needs well, no, save that for the next episode. That's okay, as long as that's all going to come down to the same general theme and be able to uh, follow your plan. Essentially, then you're going to one. Uh, send the, the signal to your listener that uh, there's there's a point like this is going somewhere. There's a consistency in uh, the content itself. I, I know what to expect, and I know that I'm going to uh, learn something new, or I'm going to be thinking differently. Uh, the theme, honestly, of, of my show is uh, creating conversations that you continue to have as, uh, per, in particular, Christians, uh, but uh, really anybody, and uh, being willing to uh, ask a question. Uh, and not just take an answer in from whatever the first Google search is, but to continue to go down uh, the, the the rabbit hole, for lack of a better phrase, but do it do so intentionally and really engage and not be afraid to converse with other people. Uh, that is the general theme uh, that that everything everything goes back to, every episode goes back to. And yeah, sometimes that means talking about fatherhood. Sometimes that means talking about the current political climate. Sometimes that means uh, talking about your own uh, your own personal self discipline. All of those things can go back to uh, creating a conversation that needs to be continued, and then challenging the listener to continue that conversation. and And that is how I, I have been able to see through our analytics the uh, the growth of word of mouth and sharing episodes. And I know again, I know what content gets shared the most. I know what content gets shared the least, and so. Uh, it, it's helpful to gauge and to build that map and continue to uh, publish on a regular basis with actual content that builds on one another because of that overarching theme of creating conversations, uh, asking questions and continuing those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, the importance of picking a theme for your show is, is undeniable, if you will. And I mean, if you have your theme in place, then it automatically makes choosing guests, finding guests easier if you're going to have guests, right? It, it, 
you know, I think it's, I think it is a little more difficult in your situation because you're just by yourself. You haven't done any guests yet, which again, I commend you for coming up with that kind of content that for that many episodes all by yourself. I knew after episode three that while I think the first three episodes, that was me getting hopefully, I think the bad ones out of the way, right? <laughs> and then, But I know there's still some value in those episodes for people, for the right people to hear. Um, but I just knew then that I wanted to have more conversations. I wanted to have conversational and, and the next level news came into existence. And, and that's, that's pretty much a hit, I think, is I think that's people are going to resonate with that a lot. Um, but some things you have to consider when picking a theme, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, you have to know who you are, I think, number one, right? Yeah. You have to know who you are. You have to know what your desires are. And many times your theme is an extraction of your inner self and your desire to do this or that or the other, or to exist in this space or that space. And so one thing you have to ask yourself, is there an audience for your theme, right? Is there an audience for your theme? The the pod, the show we listened to for two and a half minutes that we'll never get back the other day. I, with the title of that show, I had no idea what the heck that show was about. I had no freaking idea whatsoever. And no one else does either. <laughs> right? Let's be honest. They, they didn't either. So. Right. They didn't either. <laughs> so, you know, the, another thing you have to be okay with is is you don't have to try to choose a theme that your where your potential audience is a billion people, right? Or 2 billion people or everybody, quote unquote, everybody, because it's never going to happen, right? It's okay to create a theme that is great for certain types of people or this many people. That's not billions of people. Don't try to please everyone. In other words, don't try to create a theme for quote unquote, everyone, right? I think it's, I think it's huge. I think that that right there is, is, you know, pro tip number two. For, mm. for for your list as a listener, your uh, audience, you're you're not that you don't need to worry about casting a big wide net. There are plenty of people out there, and the more honestly, the more specific, the probably the more uh, well, really, the more specific your theme is, the uh, easier it's going to be for you to actually build a theme and stay consistent, as opposed to having all these different paths that you're trying to cater to, and uh, you'll also have less honestly, you'll have less uh, tendency to. Uh, hesitate about what you're going to say uh, about the potential to offend this group over here with what you just said, or yep. uh, or or people who think this way. Uh, you're you're going to be able to speak more freely. And remember that this is a uh, freedom of, of speech exercise in and of itself. So uh, I would say the the more specific you can be, probably the the better for you as far as thinking and keeping consistent with your theme. Yeah, and and again, for those there may be people who listen to you and get offended or dislike what you're saying or whatever else, guess what's going to happen? They're going to leave anyway. They're not your audience. And you need to be able to say that to yourself. They're not my audience and be okay with it. Right. So Justin, I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this, man. What are you, what are your thoughts on, you know, how niche does someone really need to go? Cause I've seen very specific podcasts, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've seen shows that are very, very specific to, maybe 2% of the population, right? That's who their yeah. audience is at yeah. the most, you yeah. know, what are your thoughts on niche, man? Yeah. I, I think it's an awesome question. Um, something I, I consider a, a lot. Uh, I also, um, I, I think it's going to vary depending on what your goal is, uh, in and of itself. So I'm going to, I'll go back to 
uh, I'll, I'll just share my own personal experience, uh, for example. Uh, so uh, CLAY stands for Courageously Leading Always Yearning. The whole point, like I shared before, uh, in, in my mind is to inspire Christian men to step up and to lead uh, and to do so uh, with courage, not just because you're a man and it's just your, your, your role or whatever you feel, but to actually step up and to take ownership there. And then to make sure that you know where you're going. That's why always yearning comes in, always yearning for more Jesus in your life. Now, uh, that gives me a very specific audience to start with. That audience has grown because I have a few people reach out and go, hey, like, we really like your content too, but I'm a woman. So, like, I mean, have you ever thought about changing that a little bit? Okay, well, maybe I just make the audience a little broader and just go for, for Christians. Well, how did, how did I get there, though? Well, I specifically targeted Christian men, and I spoke to Christian men, and there were some women that heard that, probably shared that with their husbands or, or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and that's, that's what that continues, and I happen to have a few that consistently want to listen. That's awesome. Okay, let's well, give me the feedback that I needed to kind of step back my, my, my niche audience a little bit, uh, but uh, I don't know that um, there's going to be a specific formula pending your, uh, your theme personally. I think that where it's going to vary is your uh, your growth and what you want out of your podcast. If you're targeting 2% of the population uh, in, in whatever you're talking about, we got to remember that of that 2%, not every one of those 2% is listening to podcasts. So mm-hmm. uh, they haven't found it as a, um, you know, an, uh, uh, an entertainment medium that they like or, a, a, or infotainment, I should say, that, that they like. So you could be looking at less than 1% of the population as a current audience for whatever you're going to talk about. Okay, well, then you should temper the results that you expect to that amount of the population. Don't expect to be having 15,000 uh, consistent listeners every month your mm-hmm. first couple years uh, in, in podcasting. And, and to be completely blunt, based on the numbers that I've seen in different conversations I've had with other podcasters, uh, if that's your target audience, that's niche, that's awesome. You're probably not getting 15,000 consistent listeners for five to 10 years. <laughs> cool. Are you willing to put in the work to get to that point? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. At that point, you can monetize and, and you could have that as a, a, a healthy income. That's okay, cool. Like, What if you're able to give yourself an extra, extra side income in five to 10 years that you enjoyed doing? Okay, awesome. Like, There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that niche of an audience you just have to temper your expectations to that audience and this is where people get confused and they go well i want to get to everybody because i want to have the biggest podcast ever i want to grow as quick as i can okay the problem is you're you're going to struggle to gain consistency for yourself let alone your listeners so uh, that's where uh, picking a specific and a, a niche audience and, that, and topic and theme is really important and that's why planning is so important mm-hmm. uh, I, I i mean just to kind of wrap up everything we've talked about so far to like the reader's digest. I don't personally, based on what I've experienced with uh, my own podcast, as well as talking with other podcasters, consistency is key. Having your theme is, is key mm-hmm. and, and, and being willing to put in the work uh, and, and expect very little results for a, a long while. I'm, I, I'm a year in, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be audience wise, uh, but I'm, I'm not stopping either. Uh, I've gained enough in a year to look at some data and make some decisions about how things are going to shift around. And I'm looking forward to this next year of podcasting. Also assuming I'm going to have multiple years after that. Uh, and and all of those things I think should be considered when you think about your 
niche audience and who you're targeting and who you're going after as, as listeners and who you want as, as, as your listeners. Yeah. And you just said something else that one of the points here is that you, you, you better, you better know going in. Okay. After you've prepared, after you, you know, even before you've prepared, you, I think you need to realize quickly that most likely you will not have an audience for quite some time. If that's going to bruise your ego, when you think about it, this is not for you, right? This is not for you. Just, just forget about it. If you're okay with just rolling with it and my outlook is I'm just going to keep doing it. I enjoy doing it. I'm getting some great guests on. We're doing great shows like this. I'm having fun with it. Mine is a little more spiritual, right? Mine is like, okay, well, God led me to do this in the first place. Then clearly he has a reason for it, whether I see it or not right away. And I'm just going to do it out of obedience and trust and see what happens. And then I discovered, hey, this is actually quite fun. I enjoy this, right? And so you, but I'm totally fine not having an audience for however long, right? Doesn't matter to me. I'm doing this because I need to do it and that's it. But you need to come to terms with however you want to reconcile it with your own, within your own mind. I'm not going to have an audience for who knows how long. If you're okay with that, authentically, internally okay with that, move forward. Right. Also, um, I think, I think Justin, we, we, we talked about this a second ago. Another thing I think you have to reconcile within yourself and to be okay with is the fact that you have to be okay with the reality that really and truly, most likely, no one in your inner circle is going to listen. Not your family, not your friends. Now, of course, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, everybody you, t- you talk to, their families don't listen, their friends really don't listen, even though they know you're doing it. You would think they'd support you a little bit and listen while they're working out or no, it's probably most likely not going to happen. So you need to be okay with that as well. Anything to add to that, Justin? Uh, other than just, yeah, be okay with that. I mean, your, you, your expectation going in is that, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and uh, you know, all my, all my friends are going to be super excited for me. And they, they probably will be, they'll probably be like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. What are you going to talk about? Like a lot of people are not thinking the same way that you are. I mean, it, right. it's like, oh, it's like starting a business. Like, I mean, it's just, just is, uh, you're going to have some people that, that will, you have uh, some people that are, that are going to listen. Uh, and I would say if you have some people in your inner circle that become uh, consistent listeners of your show, then you're probably onto something. Uh, if you don't, then that doesn't mean that you're not onto something. So right. uh, I, I, I just, I mean, take it for what it is and, and please hear this. Your friends and family are probably not going to be your biggest fans. Right. Uh, your biggest fans probably going to be uh, the first person that finally stumbles across your show that, that finds it, that uh, they, they hear, they hear what they needed to hear. Um, and, and, and that's, that's, I mean, I've, I've experienced the way it is. that my, my, I'll tell you right now, my biggest fan is not somebody that, um, I expected to be my <laughs> biggest fan on, on the show. I, right. I mean, I just, just didn't, uh, there happened to be somebody that I, I met in a coffee shop one day, uh, go figure. So, uh, you just don't, you just don't know. Uh, and so you, you have to be willing to take the hits and keep going regardless of whether or not your friends and family are, are going to 
uh, participate as active listeners and subscribers. Uh, they probably will not. Right. And, and, you know, evidently my, this show is already trending a little bit over in Nigeria of all places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, right it's on. like the, the 50th, 50th uh, on the ranking 50th show most listened to in Nigeria. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a guest that was uh, from there recently or not that long ago. So maybe he's sharing it or I don't know. Maybe it's organic. I, I don't know. But either way, I'll take it. It's great. If it's helping people and, and empowering people, no matter where they are, phenomenal. That's what we want. Um, let's talk about the commitment. All right. Again, we want to we we give people a nice big roadmap to make an educated, very informed decision on whether or not to pod or not to pod. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the commitment. I mean, tell me if I'm missing anything. All right. You got prep time, right? Whether you're going to do solo shows, especially if you have solo shows, you got to prep time, you got to do an outline. And if you're going to wing it, then you must be really good at it. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I could do it. I'd have to have at least a bullet point outline, right? Prep time to create great content, the editing time post, post record, right? Show notes, which is, you know, again, when you publish each episode, you want to put a description there. Um, I've seen really crappy ones and I've seen very extensively long ones that I will never read and no one else will either. Um, so I try to, um, before I get your thoughts on the description, cause all this stuff matters, like it matters a little bit, a little bit, and it adds up to a lot. So, um, I generally put, you know, an intro sentence or two, some bullet points of what we talked about and then close it out and how to reach the guest and their website and their email or whatever it is. And really that's it. Some can look at it, lots of white space, easy to scan, easy to read. Cause the truth is whether it's a website, a podcast show description, whatever it is, nobody freaking reads anymore. They scan, <laughs> right? Yeah. We live in this, the scrolling society here. So if you're going to put six paragraphs, I would advise you not to waste your time. Right. Make it one, space it out, make it easy to read, easy to scan your thoughts, bro. I think you can use that show description as a tool. Uh, personally, I stick to about two to three sentences and I just summarize what the show's about uh, yep. and, and what's going to be talked about. If you're going to uh, create a show where you have a bolded list of, of things uh, listed, you know, five, uh, you know, five steps to a better morning routine or whatever it is. Then go ahead and put those five steps. Yeah, in. that's different. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Right. Yeah. Um, don't put everything you talk about with those five steps. Put the bullet pointed steps there, though. Right. Uh, that that will uh, want that that will engage uh, the reader. Yeah. That's create curiosity. Like right. List. And yeah. Create, yeah. Create curiosity. I mean, marketing one hundred and one. Right. Um, don't. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Don't don't overdo uh, the show description. Uh, don't overthink it. Uh, if you do an interview show and you have a co-host and there's content to tag, then then tag them. Include that in your description. Uh, again, that creates kind of like that that list idea creates mm-hmm. that uh, that excitement, that draw. If your show is more like like mine is, where it's uh, you uh, talking, uh, then it's it is important to include a show description. Uh, it's important to include a very specific, simple, uh, short show description. I mean, the last thing that you need is somebody to listen to you talk for half an hour after they've just read, you know, six paragraphs. So, uh, yeah. All right. So what are your, what are your thoughts on deciding of, on the model for your show? In other words, do you, and this is cool that both of us are, are we're on both sides of the fence here, right? So yeah. do you have a guest centered show 
do you decide to go solo show? What are your thoughts on how do people make that decision? Obviously, it's personality, it's it's personal stuff, but any anything else that you can peel back? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I I think uh, this is come back down to your your theme. I I'm going to have co-hosts. I'm going to have guests on the podcast. I I am um, personally. What I have realized in this last year for myself, uh, not only recording time, but uh, the availability that I do have to record and to manage schedules. Uh, it is uh, far uh, more conducive for me in this current phase of life to uh, just only have to deal with my own schedule. Uh, it's my responsibility at that point to log in, to record, to stay consistent, to schedule that into my life. And that, that works for me. I, I, can, I can do that. Some people need the accountability of having co-hosts and some people's shows just make sense to have co-hosts on. I I, I love those shows. I, there's a, a few of the regular podcasts I listen to. They're not just one person talking the whole time. And there's mm-hmm. a couple of podcasts where it generally is just a single person uh, talking the, the whole time about a specific topic. Uh, that's going to impact the time frame. I, I don't generally push for more than, honestly, 20, 25 minutes of recording, being that my style of show is, is just me. I don't need to do that. Uh, and if I do, I often find myself uh, repeating something that I've said already three or four times. And I don't, don't need to do that either. You don't need to be Mr. or Mrs. Repetitive in, right. uh, in your content. You, you need to be specific and concise and actually add that value to your listener mm-hmm. if you're trying to build it. And so uh, that's the perspective that I've taken. Now, there are uh, some episodes where I, I've literally pressed record and 45 minutes later, pressed, uh, you know, stop recording and published it. Yeah, those are uh, well. Uh, well, I, to go back to your point about planning, uh, I the only way I'm able to do it by myself and to talk by myself is to to plan it out. Uh, that prevents me from uh, rambling and going on and on and on, or uh, going off on something that's not relevant to what I've been talking about in the first place. So I I would strongly encourage uh, planning. I would strongly encourage uh, taking the time to consider uh, what the point is of that specific episode and whether or not it meets the criteria that you set for the theme of the podcast itself. Uh, and then um, uh, and then press press record uh, and, and enjoy it. Uh, that, that's, that's my style of, of episode. The more planning that you do, the less editing that you'll have to do. Uh, for, that's right. For me, I rare, and I'm, this is not a, a bragging point, you You'll, you'll hear me trip over my words in uh, an episode here and there and, and go back to it. And generally, I just leave it in. It's just it's raw and it's natural and it, and it fits. I, I don't need it to be clean cut and perfect. Now, uh, background noise, let's say my, my son wakes up earlier than I expect him to and he's pounding on the office door. Well, I'm going to go ahead and cut that out of the audio and pick it up and re-record and finish that up later. So right. you've got to decide you know, what's, what, what's, what's quality audio. You have to decide what that is. If you plan out your episode and you press record and you have an outline and, and you, you talk and, and you just keep going, uh, what you're going to find is that you're better than you think that you are at talking through the content that you want to share. And that that's uh, where you're going to find some momentum because you're not going to have hours and hours of editing afterwards. You don't need to do that, in my opinion. I don't think that that is something that you should have to uh, build into your plan necessarily uh, if you have planned out the episodes well and planned your content well i don't think you, you'll need to worry about having hours upon hours of editing time afterwards 
I would strongly encourage you as a first time, as a beginning podcaster, not to view this as a full-time job, uh, but to schedule in the time to do it and to do it well and treat it like it's, it's a business that it is. If you're running a business, you don't want to have a bunch of wasted overhead, a bunch of wasted time. Uh, you want to capitalize on every moment. Uh, so the less time that you have to put in uh, everywhere besides recording and publishing, the better. Yeah, and actually, um, and and this probably won't work for everybody, but me personally, I strive hard, and I mean hard, to to for edit free episodes. Like I really strive hard for edit free episodes, pending a internet issue or something that I have to edit out. Um, I really, I like the authenticity. I like to keep it raw. I like to keep it, you know, yeah, you're going to say, um, a few times and ah, a few times and everything else, but it, it's, it's a conversation, bro. That happens in conversation. So, you know, does that mean you need to strive for edit free? No. If you feel like you have the time or whatever, but I like authenticity. That's one of the things that, that really, and, and being authentic actually will make you stand out <laughs> these days, as sad as that may be um, in this social media world. But, um, one thing I do want to talk about quickly is something that we kind of touched on, but not really. And, and you kind of touched on it a second ago, Justin is, um, one of our points on this outline here is to be prepared to handle that self doubt. Right. And in my opinion, hopefully it doesn't happen past this, but I noticed for me personally, that self-doubt crept in the first few episodes for me. Mm, yeah. After that, it was essentially gone. Now, it may, it may stick with you for 10, 15, 20 episodes, depending on the person, depending on who you are, how quickly you can get it in check, you know, how quickly you can not care and just publish, right? Yeah. Whatever the case may be. But um, what's your advice on handling that self-doubt? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have it. I mean, it's... That, like know if we can if there's anything that you get from this uh, part of this podcast just know that we're normalizing that for you you're not alone you're, you're no matter how confident somebody else sounds on their podcast there was a point in time where there was yep. a lot of a lot of doubt and wonder uh joe rogan right i mean his first couple episodes i i would guarantee that if you asked him uh he would be like yeah i didn't know if it was gonna work i didn't know if it was gonna yeah do what it is there's there's no way that at that point in time that he knew that it was going to be what it is today uh, but he's also been doing it for a really long time, you know, and staying really mm -hmm. consistent. And uh, he's got his lane and he's got his uh, content and he does what he does. And he does it very well. He's also done it for more than you've long done it. Long right? time. Yeah, <laughs> and long so time. You're, you are going to have self-doubt. And uh, honestly, you're probably going to have self-doubt anytime you have to make a major decision and, and shift a little bit. You know, ah, you know what? I wonder if this is going to work. You're going to doubt. Uh, and and, uh, and for, for me personally, like I hate hearing the sound of my voice recorded. Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people have that. Uh, so uh, I I knew that uh, I knew that I didn't want to go back and listen to anything that I published. Uh, it's good to check and make sure that your audio sounds good and to to check into that. So I do recommend doing that. Uh, but that uh, created some self doubt for me just because I went back and as I started, I listened to parts of my first few episodes. Like, oh, do I sound like that? And you start thinking, man, like that is so annoying. Who's gonna want to listen to that for? you know, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, even right. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to build up those thoughts in your head because uh, you've been, you've been trained by the world to doubt yourself anyway, to yep. think that you can't do it. And that's a habit that you've built over however many years that you've been on this planet. And mm -hmm. you've got to actively break that habit in more areas in your life than probably just podcasting. 
Uh, but here is, is going to be an, another avenue where that's a habit you're going to have to break. Uh, you're going to have to press record and you're going to have to publish and you're going to have to follow through on that. Yes, you're going to doubt yourself along the way, probably multiple times. Uh, I think there's been there's been a couple of times uh, that in this last year that I've just kind of sat there and got, man, like, am I still doing this? Like, how long am I going to do this? And, and so it's like some self-doubt has, has maybe crept in there, here and there. Um, but I would definitely say after the first few episodes, getting them published, uh, getting them recorded, really, once they're once they're recorded, I mean, it's a couple button button clicks to to hit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, publish. So uh, after having those few first first few episodes recorded, that that doubt was kind of gone, uh, and I would say it was more of like, all right, cool, like this is not that big of a deal. Uh, this isn't something that you need to have special credentials for. This is something that uh, honestly, at the end of the day, you got to be willing to press record and then press publish. Man, and another uh, to piggyback off of that, man. Have fun with this as soon as possible. Seriously, have fun with it as soon as possible. I I I noticed in the first three episodes, like I said, the first three are solo. I was gonna do four or five solo episodes, and it just didn't work out that way. I started getting guests, and that's that. And so, but man, I started having fun. I think it was like episode two or three, you know. And then episode, and then there's a new level of self doubt when you get that first guest on. Right. Because now someone else is in the mix with you. How is it going to be? How are you going to sound? Are you going to be a good interviewer? Are you going to be this? Are you going to be that? Dude, shove it off to the side. If you have, if you've prepared, you got your outline, you've pro tip number, whatever. Also, if you're having guests, don't just hop on without a plan, without an outline, without prepared questions. All right. Because your guest will be able to tell, the audience will be able to tell. And it's just, it's not right or, or, or good for anyone involved. So spend some time learning about your guest, right? Me, actually, <laughs> I don't even know if we have this on here or not, but um, let's talk about this impromptu, Justin, mm-hmm. um, for when you start having guests. Uh, I'll share with what I've learned or what I've found to work really well. You and I did it. I... Mm-hmm. I've been a guest on a few shows already. And um, the one thing I've noticed about a lot of hosts, now I understand everybody's busy. I got it. I'm busy too. I'm, I'm, I run a tech company, a startup and blah, blah, blah. So I'm busy too. Um, but some people, many hosts will send you a link to a form and say, hey, fill this out in, so I can prepare for the show. I find that strange. I found that very impersonal. I found it I just found it wrong. <laughs> Honestly, you do you, you do what you got to do. That's fine. But me, I would rather do what I call a pre-show interview, right? Justin, I did it with you, even though you're my friend and I've known you for a while and we know each other and all that good stuff. We trust each other, but I do a pre-show interview with every guest. It's a half hour and we get on video like this and I have an outline that I've evolved numerous times to try to get to the right one. And I'm still evolving it, right? But it helps you learn about the guests by actually seeing them, looking at their body language, seeing the mannerisms, hearing the tone of how they say things, what they're passionate about, what they don't like, whatever the case. It just helps you formulate a better show. And it helps you formulate much better questions because I have a gift of being able to speak to somebody for about two minutes and I'm able to download a bunch of things about them that most people need years to 
to acquire, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can get con- context of that individual when you're speaking to them in front of them, talking to them, listening to them, asking them questions, helping them formulate the end of the show. I say, hey, look, I got a couple of questions. I'm going to throw them out for you. And then I'm going to type as you talk. Just talk, right? Just go. And then you extract, you can extract so much from people just sharing. And some people will share, 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 and you got to find a way to stop them. But that's a different, that's a different story, right? So what are your thoughts on pre-show interviews versus sending a link? Yeah, I mean, so I've been on a couple of uh, podcasts myself, and I think I can attest to the, the link aspect. I'm more comfortable as a guest knowing who I'm going to be talking with and having that conversation. Yeah. Even if I've heard their podcast or heard some episodes, I'm, I'm, there's definitely a comfort level that you instill in your guest in doing that. Um, and I would, I mean, I would edify your process, uh, you know, t- 10 out of 10 times. Uh, we, we, you and I could press record and just talk about this. Mm-hmm. We could have probably, our pre-show, we could have probably just recorded that and published that. And that would have been helpful to an extent. Yeah. Uh, but even though you and I have had many, many conversations over the years and we know each other and uh, we could... Uh, again, I'm pretty sure we could pick a topic and probably talk for hours on it and and and, and do well uh, off the cuff, and, and that would be great. Uh, even even then, uh, with this episode, we met, we we had that uh, half hour pre show interview, uh, like you mentioned. We talked through an outline, we talked that together, and what we're following right now is an outline for our conversation. Uh, what you don't hear is, okay, so uh, you know, question number one, Justin, what do you what do you think about this? this right. Step? You, right. you don't hear that though, do you? You hear no. a conversation happening. It's just a guided conversation because the point is that uh, you as a listener should be gaining some value here. Uh, so I, I would edify the planning process here uh, 10 out of 10 times, like I said. Uh, I think a pre-show interview is, is key and that's part of why I don't have a lot of guests on my episode, on my podcast right now. Uh, there's a, a time constraint to that that I just don't have the, uh, the capacity like I would like to have uh, in order to do that and to do it well. And so uh, I'm not willing to just invite people on and just uh, just wing it uh, for the sake of having guests on the show. I'm mm-hmm. more convinced and more convicted of staying consistent and, and doing what I'm doing now, uh, building that in, and then uh, building in the guest capacity as that makes more sense um, for, for doing it well. Uh, and that's that, that would be... Uh, my, uh, my, my thoughts and perspective is just do it. If you're going to do it, plan it out and do it well. If it's worth doing, it's worth giving your best effort. Doing a, an actual in-person or on, on screen, I guess, virtual, whatever, 30-minute face-to-face conversation, 15 minutes, uh, something, uh, is going to give you a lot, of, um, a lot of data to go into your show with. And I, So I, I like how you, how you do it, Brad, and I would recommend that over doing an online form uh, that you fill out and hope for the best every day because I I'm somebody who I look at some of those questions on an online forum, like uh, what do you want to talk about? And I honest, I'm not going to give you everything that I want to talk about. Right. I'm not going to type in all of these different thoughts and, and feelings on a topic or uh, on a question that you might have. I'll, I can give you my background in the reader's digest. I've done that. I can give you an elevator pitch, uh, but are you willing to put your show and the quality of your show uh, up uh, on uh, up, up on for display over an elevator pitch from somebody, right? I, I mean, if you're willing to do that, okay. But well, that's that's yeah, your bro. Choice. That you just said it. Yeah. yeah, you just said it, man. That and I didn't, bro. Good for you. I didn't even think of that aspect of it, man. I, I mean, here's a form. 
tell me what you want. I mean, they are literally putting their show that their show in someone else's hands who most likely is also busy, which means when they finally sit down to go over your 10 stupid questions to, they got a form to fill out like a government form or something. (laughs) They're not going to be happy about it, which is going to, adjust the psyche from positive to potentially negative. You know what I'm saying? Like all these different things that you're just freely giving away when you could just have a conversation like this and, and type a few things as they're talking and get to know each other and be like each other first before you ever right. that, that also creates comfort for your guest, you know, man, that's such a great point, dude. So there was a, a, a podcast as a guest on where I filled out, I filled out a form and a follow-up to a form was a phone call. And we hopped on the phone, me and the other host, and we talked for about 10, 15 minutes. I felt great. The form was not super lengthy. It was just some basic information, real backgroundy stuff, nothing that I really had to think about. Uh, it was short and, and to the point. Uh, and really, I mean, I, I appreciated that for me, it was just to get into his spreadsheet, essentially, and and be logged as, as content and give him a place to uh, really use me to kind of build an outline for the show in some ways. And then we had a conversation before we actually met up and recorded. Uh, so that, I mean, that was a great way to do it. There was still that personal touch. We still got to communicate yeah. and talk. And it was by the, uh, you, you may have a pre-interview show with somebody and you may decide like, Look, like I just uh, right now, this is just not the right timing for this episode. I'm going to have to kick this or or punt it or, or circle back. And the person on the other side is going to be okay with that. Uh, they they're especially if they're new to being on somebody else's podcast or they haven't interviewed very much, they're going to be okay with not uh, risking looking like an idiot. So uh, do yourself, do your guest a favor, and and be intentional and actually put some planning to it yeah again it's all going back to planning all going back to being intentional mm-hmm. not like those guys that we listen to <laughs> sorry i thought we weren't going to talk about them very much okay yeah no sorry again it would be different if we were calling the the, the show name out and everything but you know yes. again you you know who you are you know <laughs> i hope they're listening to this man they need this episode <laughs> Well, All right, I Justin. Guess there's a, I guess there's a chance that somebody somewhere who's in a similar situation could be listening to this. In which case, yeah, we love you. And You're awesome. Just that, plan it out a little bit better. Just trying to help here, man. We're just trying to help. <laughs> you know, uh, pulling out the pulling out the couch for you to lay on and, and tell and and hear this stuff and, and listen to your problems. So, which I, I mean, I, I love that about again this show. You and I are not experts. We haven't been doing this for years and yeah. years. We're we're literally really close to you as a first time podcaster where you're at. We're really close mm-hmm. to where you're at, and so uh, the hope is that this is uh, exceptionally relatable to you and helpful. Yeah. Dude, here, I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, and again, I'm not going to mention names. I I, I want to be a nice guy here. But there are there are a few different shows, okay, that I've decided. These are well-known names, okay? Mm-hmm. I could say these names. You would know who they were. People listening would know who they were. And I decided, okay, let me listen to their shows, mm-hmm. all right? Some of these well-known names. And I listened to them, and I'm like... I'm bored. And I mean, I don't want to, I mean, they're, they're the supposed experts in these, in, in this, in this field. Right. And I listen to them or the one thing, bro, the one thing I hate the most, I, I understand the need to monetize. I get it, but 
piece of advice nobody, no listener likes listening to four or five ads before they ever hear you speak. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I won't. And these I, are, I won't listen personally. I'm just I mean, like, okay, well, the only reason I kept listening is because it was my first time listening and I wanted to hear <laughs> if the content was any good. So I had to suffer through the freaking ads because you don't expect it. And so <laughs> I just, I, and then I'm like, okay, well. Or somebody will be like at a really like key point in the podcast and out of nowhere, there's some random ad an that ad. pops into yeah. it. And you're like, at the absolute wrong <laughs> time, wrong place. Yeah. I was waiting for this point and that's why they do it because they're they're They think they're getting you hooked in at that moment, but you're spoiling the freaking moment man so you're spoiling the value you really are yep. and these are people that don't need the money bro like yeah. <laughs> these are people that don't need the money yeah or there's oh. other, there's other ways to monetize your podcast other than right you know blasting your listeners with, with ads so well and and actually maybe that's another show you and i need to talk about when we start doing it and and sure. seeing some success from it because i've i've got my own ideas that have nothing to do with just going after the big names like Target and whoever else and, and just mm -hmm. interrupting your show like that. And, and yep. um, the one thing about that is I absolutely did not get into this to have someone else who's giving me money try to tell me what I can and cannot say on my show. Precisely. That's not going to happen here. If I go to a business and I say, here you go, I'm, I can offer you this marketing. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And they decide to do it. They're going to sign an agreement stating that they cannot, they have no influence ever on what I may or may not say. Mm -hmm. You can pull your ad after the, the thing is done. You don't have to advertise with me again. That's fine. But you're not going to tell me what to say. That's not how I roll. It's not what's going to happen. So um, let's talk about audio or video podcast. All right. Okay. Um, and again, this will vary with person to person. This will be this will be variant upon a few different things, whether it's your personal preference, maybe money's tight, whatever the case may be. Um, personally, I like a video podcast, mm -hmm. and I have a specific reason for doing that. Um, I like it because, again, context. I like to be able to see how my guests are speaking, the tone in which they're speaking it, which you can get on a, on a non-video, of course, but... I like, I just like to engage more. I like the engagement part of things. I like the conversational style that we can all have. Um, but the main reason I do video podcasts is so that I can create clips from the shows to put out valuable content to promote the show and grow the audience. That's my whole reason behind doing a video podcast. Um, would I do it anyway? Most likely I would just because again, of what I just said previously. But what are your thoughts on, on audio versus video podcasts? And then we're going to move into um, the tools, the apps, the platforms to use after that. Sweet. Uh, no, I, I think uh, this is part of your plan. You got to consider this. So that's planning. That's yes. Uh, yeah. Coming in 2023 for Clay is we'll be, uh, we, I say we, um, I will be recording uh, video as well along with the, the audio. And so uh, I'm going to publish to YouTube and a couple other platforms. And so uh, that's coming. I have not done that yet. I intentionally mm -hmm. decided that that would be part of my plan to add at a later date and uh, trusted that I would kind of know when I wanted to do that. Uh, why? Well, I wanted to remain agile, like I mentioned before. I wanted to start and have the least amount of baggage, the least amount of things to do to maintain consistent publishing schedules and to maintain uh, really consistent content preparation and providing the content. 
So mm-hmm. I led with content first. It wasn't about features. It wasn't about having video. It wasn't about you being able to see me, yada, yada, yada. Now, when a first-time listener finds uh, my podcast, they, they see that there's uh, a lot of episodes to start with. And you're going to be able to follow along with uh, uh, my own progression as well. And, and it'll be very easy to see that. Again, this is something that I just, based on where I was when I started, um, the schedule that I currently keep, I just went ahead and said, you know what, I'll add that later. I'll take care of uh, some sound deadening and some backdrops and stuff later and make sure that I have a nice presentable appearance. Because if you're going to do video, uh, you got to remember that like uh, having your, your open closet in the background with your clothes hanging out is super unprofessional and weird. Like I, I don't want to be in your bedroom with you with it being a mess. Right. Like, I really don't want to know. I don't care that you're recording in your bedroom. I just don't really want to know. And I don't really want to be in there with you. So you have to take some steps to clean that up, to make it look uh, professional. I'm in my office currently. Uh, you won't see this exact background when I record uh, and do video. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, I'm not really going to change my location a bunch. I'm just going to change the aesthetic of this location. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I just think that there's more, there is more planning that goes into a video podcast. And so you do have to take that into consideration as you develop your plan. How much capacity do you have? How much time are you willing to invest? And then, uh, and, and that's really at the upfront side of things. Once you have all that dialed in, really, I mean, you're just doing the same thing that you're doing uh, when you're recording uh, without the video. Uh, you just happen to also be recorded on video as well. So um, I, I don't, I don't think there's too much of a difference other than the management of the content uh, and preparing uh, well ahead of time. So. Uh, I did not want to add that in right away. I wanted to make sure that podcasting was something that uh, I thought ahead of time I, I would like, and it turns out that I do, and I enjoy it. Okay, cool. I enjoy it. I'm going to systematically add to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to try and do everything at once. That was my perspective when I started. Yeah, no joke. It's tough. It's tough to do everything. I, I'm, I'm still finishing setting up my YouTube channel for the show, and, and that's been going on for weeks. I've been trying to get it finished. And then I've got all these episodes and all these videos where um, I got to try to find a way to get clips. Now there are a couple, there aren't many tools out there that can, you know, that uh, I use chop, I'm using Chopcast. I'm trying Chopcast out where you take the video, you run through Chopcast and it actually through AI and everything else analyzes the voice and everything else and, and creates, you know, 30 second minute clips, minute, 40 seconds, whatever. And then you can, you can, sink it down and, and shrink it down by the, the, the text, the transcription. Right. And so create 15 second, 30 second clips or what have you. So I'm, I'm still working on that as well. But if you don't have a tool like that, um, then it, it be prepared to spend a little time. That's for sure. Be prepared if you're going to do clips and promotion and everything else, but there are also more tools out there that can do audio clips that look like video and just do the little synchronizer um, oh, yeah, yeah. thing as your voice, uh, as your voice talks or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and the captions. And so mm-hmm. that might be good enough. That's for, that's a personal preference. That's for you to decide. So, um, if you're going to choose a video recording tool, again, do a Google search, do a search or whatever. Um, there are plenty of, of, of them out there. Um, currently I'm using Riverside to record this. Um, you know, I, I have my 
quirks with Riverside and and pretty much every other platform out there. None of them is are going to meet 100% of your needs. Um, but for me, my intro is very important. And so the ability to instill or add media that stays in your Riverside account to play and, and everybody hears the intro music and everything else is important for me because um, I like to set the tone of the show, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, there's also Squadcast, which is a which is also a great recording tool. Just doesn't have the media, which is a big hiccup for me. But their sound is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, I would say their sound, Squadcast sound, is is even better than Riverside's. So, and they have the video as well, which is really clear as well. So, you have to decide what you want to spend, um, or if you want to do it at all. But there are other ones. Um, see, I just said um. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about hosting and distribution, bro. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um. What does that mean? Hosting and distribution. That means where you upload your podcast, your finalized, edited, ready to go podcasts and the platforms that will distribute it to all channels or many channels or a few channels or whatever, like, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, um, Samsung, all the different podcast listening apps, etc. And so um, that is also, again, planning, preparation, slash research, okay? Learn about this stuff in advance or while you're, re- while you're looking into it um, to figure out what is the best option for you. There are free ones, there are paid ones, and you have to come up with the pros and cons for each of those. Currently, I am using Acast. Um, I've found Acast to be pretty user-friendly, actually very user-friendly. Um, it's free, most of all. Um, Ooh, pro tip here, Justin, you and I are both, we talked about this way, way long, way back, is make sure you take the time to read these platforms' terms of service, okay? Especially even if you have to scan it and look for the content ownership rights section, okay? Some of these platforms, and you're paying them to use their platforms, but they automatically gain ownership of your content that you create and can distribute it, use it however they want. For me, that's a no-no. That's a no-go. I, I don't, especially if I'm paying you, if I'm paying you, you should not be owning my content. Sorry. But Acast does not. I went and read it specifically. I went and read a few of them specifically. Acast does not take ownership of your rights, and uh, which is a good thing, and it's free, so that's cool. Um, I'll tell you right now, Justin, I haven't shared this with you yet, but I mean, there are others. There's Buzzsprout, there's Anchor, um, there's there's tons of them, Libsyn. Um, but you need to go read those terms in each one and make the decision for yourself. Do you want, you're okay with someone else owning your content and using it possibly, whatever? Up to you. Um, I, am, I am very, and in fact, I'm pretty much this close, Justin, to moving the show over to rss.com. Um, cause I really, man, I really like their platform. I really like what they offer. Um, and you know, hopefully it'll still be like this when you guys hear this, but they're offering you six months free, right? If you transfer your show over, um, to them, they get a nice website. The only thing about Acast I don't like is that, um, when you're building the website, it's really not user-friendly. It's very difficult to build. And I'm, I'm good at that stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts on choosing a, a, a hosting and distribution platform? Sure. Uh, I, 
I think this is going to come down to your, your plan also as far as what features you're looking for. But a lot of podcasting platforms have different features that they include at a basic uh, membership, you know, free or at a you know, lower uh, membership rate than, say, their professional. Uh, if you're just starting out, you do not need a, a pro highest level pay for this um, subscription to any of these uh, platforms. They're a good idea because the only other way to get your content on each individual uh, podcasting platform itself, such as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, uh, would be for you to be really tech savvy and have a separate account with each and every single one of them and to do all of that legwork yourself. Yeah. Uh, so what you can do uh, with these platforms we're talking about is you publish to the platform itself and they push it to all of these uh, locations via RSS feeds, et cetera. Um, really, re- really great way to go. There's a lot of different options. I, I mean, I'll just uh, echo what you said, Brad, as far as Make sure you know who owns your content. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe it's not really a big deal for you as a small podcaster with a smaller audience. Your stuff's not going to get used. Uh, but what could happen after a few years is that you have a you know traction and an audience and uh, your content can get used in their marketing and you may not exactly appreciate what you get marketed with, uh, but they own it. They have the rights to it so they can use it. If you have an audience and they can leverage that, they're going to do that. Uh, that could mean that you get marketed with something that you don't agree with because mm-hmm. the business itself uh, that owns your content does agree with whatever they're marketing or advertising. Uh, or it could also mean that your audio and content can be used against you later, which you're publishing anyway. So whatever you say and, and however you say uh, you're going to go down that rabbit hole, you, you could put yourself in a weird situation if you're talking about people specifically or defaming uh, people. Um, but uh, the, the last thing that I'll, I'll add to that is I look for this, the simplicity in it. I, mm-hmm. I personally, I do like I, Acast. You can also use that to record itself. You can record in Acast, uh, which helps. I use Audacity on my computer. I just find that the you know, quality of audio is a little bit better. Uh, it's a really easy, simple to use recording software and uh, pretty popular. Uh, but Acast has, has a good one too. So I, I don't... Uh, uh, I, I don't fault that at all. I actually created my intro music uh, from there and just duplicated that across all of my episodes so it's consistent. Uh, and then I can you know, come in after that and uh, use, uh, obviously, just the, the consistency from recording to uh, know what to say there. But uh, I, would, I would echo the simplicity and the website thing. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have a website that you can send people. I, I think right. I like Acast because it's simple and you really can't do much with it. So you can't overthink it. I had a separate uh, webcat, uh, website and domain that I was paying for last year. Uh, I actually decided just to kind of let that go uh, for now. Um, it, it was cool and it was fun. I like building websites too, uh, but it was it was just another piece, another subscription, another something I was paying for that I decided I didn't really need to be paying for. And so I'm just mm-hmm. using uh, when, when people want to get to my podcast, I actually don't send them a link to Acast or my website anyway. I, I, I ask. Uh, oh, which which platform do you listen to podcast the most on? And I just send them that link specifically. So if somebody goes, oh, I listen, I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. I send them the Spotify link for the Clay podcast. Why? Well, because I'm I'm in there. That's what they click on, and I'm in there now. Um, and that's the the first step. I don't really want to add steps for them. So, and, and I could mm-hmm. go on for the strategy behind that, but I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, in lieu of having a website right now, because I don't. Um, I, I decided to, uh, use one of those Lincoln bios, 
um, and, and make it easier. So, and I, 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 I downloaded about six or seven of them, tried them all. If it's not user-friendly, I let it go. I can't do it, man. People gotta, gotta get things user-friendly. Um, and I'm a tech person, so that says something. Um, but I, I ended up in, on Linktree. They've been around a little while, um, but you can choose a cool name. It's Linktree, whatever, slash become undeniable. And if people go there on their phone or on the on the laptop or whatever else, it'll it'll say listen to the show. And the cool thing, Justin, you may want to do this is get a get a link tree for yourself because they have a they've they've built it out for podcasts as well, where you can say listen to the show and make the button, and you make it a you choose podcasts, and then it lets you choose from twenty five or so different platforms. So people, when they tap the button, they can see Apple, Spotify, and just go wherever they want themselves. Right. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool that you can do that. Um, so let's talk about equipment. Um, what do you need at the beginning? What do you don't need? Uh, you know, should you spend the money? Should you not spend the money? And I'll give you my take real quick. And then I, I want to open it up to to your thoughts. Um, again, planning is, is key and everything else. But if you're just starting out, and let's be honest, you, me, neither not, neither I nor you know if you're going to stick with this or not, okay? You really don't know if you're going to stick with it or not. Even though you think you are, you may have every good intention of doing so, but you don't know. Don't spend a lot of money on, on things. And, and in fact, I think you and I talked about this before. I, I think the one thing I think you should have is a mic, all right? Got to have a mic. It does not need to be an expensive mic. It doesn't need to be a Rode or a Shure or whatever, any of the you know, $200, $300 mics yet. Get a $30 mic from Amazon. It'll probably work just fine. You'll probably sound great for the time being. And then once you've got 20, 30, 50 episodes under your belt and you're going to be doing this long term and you're in, then you can invest in a, a much more, a much higher quality mic if you want. But other than a mic, maybe some headphones, like wired headphones. Don't do wireless. Do do wired headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've got as far as the equipment goes. And then you know you decide once you learn more about it, you'll you'll discover equipment that you may or may not want or need or whatever, and you just go from there. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I agree. I keep it simple. You do not need a bunch of expensive uh, hardware. What what you need is a, a mic, like Brad and I talked about. Thirty dollar mic is is fine. Uh, I would suggest uh, if you're doing a, um, if you're going to be interviewing people live, that you make sure your internet is solid, uh, that mm-hmm. you have good connection and the bandwidth to do so for both your uh, your download and your upload speeds. Uh, make sure that that's that's solid uh, before you go down that route, uh, that uh, that road. But um, yeah, I, I mean, keep it simple. You need a computer, you need a microphone, you need a pressure cord, and, and that's it. Yeah, what, you just you just prompted me to say something else. Um, when you if you're going to do video, make sure you have the bandwidth. But also, um, again, research plan. Look at the platforms, and and decide. But um, the the recording apps that you may use, like Riverside here, okay, or Squadcast or whatever it is you're going to use, uh, make sure it's browser compatible with either the browser you use or etc. Because here. I had to learn the hard way through technical issues and everything else that Riverside is only really truly compatible on Chrome, right? Not Brave, not anything else, even though they're Chromium browsers, 
it only on Chrome. So if I wanted to keep using Riverside, I had to download Chrome. And this is all I use Chrome for is to record here on Riverside. But like Squadcast and other ones, they are browser compatible with many more browsers. So again, point of note for you to figure out to uh, and what to use and why to use it. Um, mm, this is a big one for me because I'm a, I'm a, I, I like design. I like, um, I'm actually, I do a lot of design work for my company. I built a company website, et cetera. Um, and, but not everybody has that skill. Right. And so let's talk about your show artwork. Holy smokes, bro. I mean, I have, um, <laughs> I have seen, I have seen some artwork that has absolutely no business being seen by other human eyes. <laughs> well, you should get off those websites, Brad. Woo! Oh, bro. It's just, I'm like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And you're turning your head. What is that? Oh my gosh, bro. Um, let's, let's start with the artwork. Your artwork has to be solid. Um, again, I understand that not everybody has that skill. Uh, you can go to fiverr.com and find a graphic designer to do it for you for five bucks, maybe 10, um, design it with them and, and everything else. And I'm sure there are actual specifically podcast artists, podcast design, artwork designers on, on Fiverr as well. Really no excuse not to have good artwork. Um, I created mine. And even to this day, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, that needs to change. That needs to change. Like my opinion, my, my text needs to be bigger and more mm -hmm. profound and easier to see. Right. Versus the background of me speaking and pointing in the mic. Um, it's cool. I think it's cool. I've gotten lots of compliments on it, but I think that's the only thing I'm going to change. I'm going to make it all bigger and much easier to see. Um, if you look at bigger name shows, you'll see a very distinct theme. You'll see the podcast, the host's face, their head big right there and the lettering on the show on one side or the top or the bottom. And that's it. Okay. If that's what you want to do, go do it. I didn't want to be like everybody else. That's just how mm -hmm. I am. Um, and so, uh, also once you decide on artwork, even though I just said, I'm going to change, I'm not really changing. It, I'm just increasing the font size. Um, but really try to stick with it for a while, a good while, right? You want to establish your brand. You want people to be able to recognize you and your show when they're looking for you. Cause if they're looking for you, that's a great thing, you know? And just, so bro, what's your, what's your take on the artwork side? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just do something that's that's clean, that's easy to read, that uh, says the, the name of the podcast, or or at least, um, well, you, the name of your podcast should be in there, I, I think. But uh, just pick something that you're happy with and that you're willing to stay consistent with for a long period of time. Uh, build up that recognition to it, uh, the the visibility of it. Uh, don't be uh, somebody who's changing it every few episodes. Uh, you'll confuse the heck out of people. Just don't do that. Um, keep it uh, keep it clean, easy to read, attractive, uh, and and get some feedback on it before you use it. Like I mean, that's that's a great like going back to your friends and family. They may not listen, but they'll give you your their 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 opinion on stuff. Ask like, hey, what do you think about what do you think about this? Like, uh, do, do you like that? Do you do you understand it? You see what see. Do you see what I see there? I mean, don't, don't be afraid to uh, solicit feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what actually you say that. That's what I did. I actually uh, enlisted my brother, one of my brothers who is an artist, you know, um, actually both my brothers who are artists in different ways. Um, but yeah, I said, I said, Hey man, what do you think of this? And um, 
the feedback and you know they're they live in hollywood so they're hollywood you know and uh <laughs> so uh, i said what do you think of this what do you think of this artwork what have you and uh and i said well i scrapped that i'm gonna do this what do you think of this right i updated it and so uh the 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 one feedback the, the feedback i got from him was well hey i mean with your colors and everything else i mean it's you know you are it's clearly you're going for um an american type theme uh, because of the colors and everything and the flag in the background or whatever else and like he says that may turn some people off and i'm gonna and i said well they're not my audience then i, I mean if you hate this country then you're not my audience right this is not a show about america or american history right this is about becoming undeniable in your pursuit of excellence and so um if they don't like it don't listen right you have to again be okay with that um so let's talk about uh, for those who decide they want to have a guest show versus a solo show. Uh, let's talk about how to find guests. And um, I'm going to, I'll just share some experience uh, that I've had and in hopes that it helps you because it's really not that hard to find guests, in my opinion. Um, my brother in law, who uh, I'm going to have on the show at some point, um, he. He said, man, he said, bro, you're, you're booked out that far. I said, yeah. He says, how are you doing that? I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm reaching out to people. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, and he says, man, I had a friend of mine in San Francisco who started a podcast and he couldn't guess to save his life. And he was offering to pay him. <laughs> I was just like, I said, okay, that's fine. But there's really no, um, I, I don't, unless your show is about something so obscure that it is just, you know, it, it's just you're really not close to mainstream. You're a far off in left field. Um, you shouldn't have a real difficult time finding guests. If you are looking in the right places and again, planning, establish an approach, even if it's a short one, a small one. Um, I don't have a problem getting guests because I theme my show on purpose with some room in mind, right? I'm not talking about how to scale from, 10,000 MRR to 50,000 MRR in a technology startup, right? Or a SaaS startup. That's pretty niche. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how do you become excellent? How do you become, you know, how do you become undeniable? How do you, how do you get your butt off the couch and, and, and start pursuing something else besides Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a theme here. Um, but the obvious choice, Justin, like you and I agreed on is start with your own network, right? Whether you know it or not yet, I think you will find if you look, there is at least one or two people that you could go talk to that you could invite on a show. It's a flattering thing, bro. First off, you need to understand when you ask somebody, hey, I'd love to have you on my show. You'd be, you make a great guest. You could talk about this, this and this, right? It's, it's flattering. And most okay. people will say, oh, I've never done that before. And, now, and then you say, it's okay. We're just having a conversation and recording it and putting it out there. We're just having a conversation. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be this. I'll outline it. I'll guide you. I'll do my hostly duties, right? Mm -hmm. and, and set you up for success. Um, but there are there are other ways to get guests as well. Referrals from your network, right? People, the guests you have on, I always ask for referrals at the end of every show, right? Who do you know that needs to be on this show? Who do you know that has value to give that fits the theme of this show, all right? Chances are if they are undeniable enough to get on this show, they probably know other people who are pursuing excellence as well who can share other value points, right? Um, Facebook groups, there are tons, right? Go look on Facebook, go look at podcast groups. There are 
groups that are specific to people who are looking for guests and looking to be guests. There's just, it's, it's very, very easy. And just, you have to make sure they match their good fit. Other sites there are like matchmaker FM, matchmaker.fm. They have a free plan, a paid plan as well. Podmatch.com. Just do a search. It's not hard to find. It's, it's just takes a little bit of time to do research and find alignment. That's all it is. Right. And as I said, mm-hmm. referral from guests. Do you have anything to add to that, bro? Uh, How are not, you going to find really. guests? I mean, personal personal network. I already have a, a queue uh, built up. And then uh, I would echo what you said there. Don't be afraid to ask those that you have about yeah. uh, having other guests. I think, I think, I mean, you asked me, and I'm pretty sure that uh, three, three out of three people that I sent your way became episodes uh, on uh, Becoming Undeniable. So mm-hmm. um, it's not, you just got to ask. So, uh, and, and that was for yeah. me to, to give referrals. I was happy to do that. It's like, yo, man, I, I love the, love the theme of your, your podcast. I love what you're doing. Uh, these are three people that come to mind that I think would be awesome. Uh, and all, I mean, those are three great episodes. So, um, yeah, don't just, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And don't think that you don't think that you have, that you can't do it until you find somebody that's uh, semi-famous, semi-well-known in a space or you don't even don't even think that way. Like I, I set out with intention, not worried about those people with all due respect, right? I said that I want to highlight everyday people in our communities because I know they have value to give and that they're generally just, their value is generally overlooked. You know what I mean? But like Gary, you referred me to Gary and, and you listened to that episode and it was a great episode, right? So people that would normally never get asked to be on a show, I guarantee you they have stories, they have value, they have, they have something your audience will need. Just it's your responsibility to ensure that there is alignment, that there is fit. And it's okay saying that, Hey, you know what? Maybe some other time I just, I'm going a different direction with my show or whatever you want to say nicely to to say it's not a fit or to yeah. say it's not a fit, right? Yeah. Um, you could also schedule guest discovery calls, right? Um, if I know enough about a person, I schedule the the pre-show interview, obviously to get that done. And I really don't like to go two shows, a guest discovery, and then have to tell them, hey, then now we got to do the guest, the pre-show. But, you know, the couple of people that have had to do it, they've been okay with it, right? But I need to, we just, we need, we need to discover fit. Right. We need yep. to discover if there's alignment. I think there is, or I wouldn't have reached out to you, but let's get on a 15 minute call and confirm. Right. Totally. Um, last thing I have on the list, bro, before we can, before we can start wrapping this up is um, let's talk about the intro to your show. Right now. I would venture to say that most podcast hosts, um, I'm not going to say they're indifferent. I'm going to say that they are, little less intentional if they have a little if they have a little intro music and whatever that's fine some of them start with a clip of the show of of a great part in the show to hook people in and then they go to their ads and then they go to the intro and start the show um there are numerous ways to do it and um my personal opinion is that i do the intro to this show that all of you have heard clearly if you're if you're at this point in the show um I, I like, I really use it as an opportunity to set the tone for the show. I just do. I I think I picked really awesome intro music. Um, I do my own thing. It's all original. Everything I say is all original. It has evolved, but it's still all original. Um, 
And I found by feedback from my guests that it does the job. It says, man, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm hyped up. I'm ready to put on a great show, you know? And so that's my way of doing it. I love doing it that way. And um, I, I would suggest that you do, you, you, you find a way to create an engaging intro for your own show. Make sure it's all original. Don't copy my stuff. I am. I will come after you. Don't copy my stuff. It's good, but don't copy it. All right. <laughs> you are an original human being. You can do something that's original. So what are your thoughts, Justin, on, on an intro? Yeah, I'll go back to just don't overthink it. I use intro music and then I basically say the same thing every single time when I kick off an episode uh, coming out of that intro music. Uh, you I think about it like your elementary school teacher told you to write an essay. You're you're, you're hooking people in. So yep. uh, something that is a hook, I, I think about that. Uh, and then find, I would just say, find something that you can be consistent in and consistently do. Um, I, I love that your intro is a little bit different every time, but the same every time. So yeah. you start out the same and then you go into, you know, you bring in your, your, your guest, your, your co-host for, for that day. You, you tie the introduction into what you're going to be talking about. I think that yeah. that's, that's huge. Um, that's similar. I mean, for me, I don't have any guests, but at my introduction, it's very, very similar every single time. And I bring in the topic that whatever we're going to talk about, I wrap that into the introduction. Yes, indeed. Whew, man, this is, um, I, I mean that we we've gone through the outline, bro. And, and so I, I gotta be honest with you. I think we have given people more than enough to think about, but at the same time, I think, I think what the show will accomplish, man, is that if, if, if we get this out to people who are considering starting a show or whatever else, I really believe that they can actually just listen to this show for an hour and a half, hour 40, whatever it is, and be able to make a decision at the end. Totally. Honestly, they, they should be able to, right? And the only other research they will have to do is what tools, this platform, this, you know what I mean? That that's mm -hmm. that They're going to have to do that anyway. But I think that they should be able to, to listen to this and if not immediately, maybe in a day or two, come up with a solid conclusion on whether or not they're going to pursue this or not. Because we've totally. really laid it out for them. No, we I, really I have. So. We've done I, I, I wish that we had. I'm, personally, I wish I had an episode like this that I could go listen to before I started. No joke, dude. I really, I wish I would have too, man. I mean, it, it would. I did hours and hours and hours of research reading this person's opinion, that person's opinion. You know, and again, we aren't. <laughs> like we said, we're we're not saying we're the experts, but we clearly, <laughs> after if you've listened to this point you clearly can see we have learned quite a bit in a very short period of time. And we are passing that undeniable value on to you. So Justin, what did we miss? Is there anything else that we need to, that we need to tack on before we close out the show? Yeah, I think uh, we set ourselves up for a part two and three in the future. You know, maybe Ooh. part two is what we, uh, what mistakes that we made early on We'll catch up in a few months on that. And, uh, we could, cause we're in a little bit different spots on our, on our respective podcast, but maybe we share the mistakes we made, what we do differently. And then, uh, uh, before too long, we'll be able to talk about monetization since that's something that everybody asks about. Uh, right. my big thing on that, just to put a bullet point there is I wouldn't worry about it starting off. Right. You have nothing to monetize. So that's right. Uh, before you can do that, you got to build something that's worth monetizing. Um, but I, man, I appreciate you inviting me to do this episode with you. It's been a ton of fun. 
uh, have enjoyed our conversation and the content. And I hope that uh, anybody out there that is going, man, you know what? I think I'm going to start a podcast. My, my hope is that you do. Uh, press record and, and start. Like you, you don't know until you started. Uh, you can psych yourself out. You can spend all the time you want to. Uh, I mean, I, I told you I, weeks before you, you finally press record. I, I think I was regularly saying, dude, just press record, right? Um, you can, yeah. You can press record and, and get a feel for what you're doing and where you're going pretty pretty quickly. So uh, if you're wondering, if you're curious, press record. You don't need to worry about publishing it. Uh, press record, see what comes out. That, and decide yeah. if you want to publish it. That's what I'm saying. That again, w- w- dude, I had to remind myself that the only way this gets put out there is if I put it out there, yeah. <laughs> right? Just because I'm yeah. recording it, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be published out there. Yep. You know, exactly. So give yourself a trial run. Do a trial run, and if it ends up being a good episode, you don't have to re-record it. You can just publish it, right? If you Surprise. don't like it, then do it over the next day or in a couple hours or whatever it is. Yeah, man. And we, we haven't even talked, like I said, I think part two and three are going to be in the future, but we haven't even talked about promotion of the show. How do you plan that? Yeah. Platforms to promote on. But, you know, even though it's on the outline, I decided, yeah, let's not talk about that because this is about making the decision. What's involved, yeah. what, you, what you need to look forward to, et cetera. So, uh, bro, with that, I, I think we'll go ahead and close it out, man, because I think, I think we did a lot of people a great service here. And uh, as you say, I wish I would have had this episode to listen to beforehand. It would have saved me a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I think it's, uh, let's put a bow on it. And, uh, man, again, I appreciate you inviting me to, to do this with you. This has been awesome. Ah, of course, dude, it was dope. Uh, and, and, um, also guys, for those who, um, who don't know, I would suggest going and checking out Justin's show, the clay podcast, um, regardless of who you are, whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you are a Christian or not a Christian, um, you will derive value out of that show. And um, it will help you see things in a way that will help you think about yourself to become a better person. Mm-hmm. So I would I would suggest going on over to the Clay Podcast, giving J- Justin a listen, give him a review, give him a share, do all those things, man, because it's it's absolutely worth your time. I listen to it all the time. I'm generally the first the first listen post publish. <laughs> you can probably see that in your analytics right thanks brad thanks uh, your name is, name is a pop-up but i see i see florida's listening so appreciate yep, you. there you go awesome justin appreciate the time bro thanks for doing this yeah absolutely thank you well that is it for this episode now i hope that it brought some authentic value into your life at least enough value to make a, a very very serious decision right If you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you in this episode, then something is wrong with you because you clearly were not listening. That's just a fact. So before you go listen to another episode, pay the toll so we can roll. Now, what does that mean? That means share the show, leave us a nice review, do both of those things. If you would please, I'd appreciate it because that helps us grow the show and gets it into the ears of more listeners so that we can hopefully try to inspire the masses, right? As I always say, remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. And make sure you always bless up mom. And I'm out.